Good morning, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. So very glad to have you with us. Um, Be careful out there if you are going out and about. It it is slippery. It is really messy outside. And the temperature's right at that level. It's 33 degrees. So a lot of the precipitation that is falling is freezing. As I was driving in, the the roads actually seem to me to be okay as long as you're driving carefully. Uh, Parking lots, kind of different story. So just be, be careful going around because we don't want to have people slipping and falling and sliding. We will continue to keep you updated as the day goes on. Looks like the f- weird forecast for today. Temperature is supposed to get up into the, the mid-40s, 50-mile-an-hour winds, and then the temperature dropping again. Uh, it is January in Wisconsin. All right, we start off the program every morning with three big things for the day. What I want to lead off with, big thing number three – Perhaps, and Jane Matinair was just making reference to this, I don't know if there is a bigger story out there. Yesterday, yesterday, one of, well, I think a very creative Packers fan finally said, enough is enough. Now, I I watch Packers games sometimes by myself, but a lot of times I, I will find... I will find a bar to watch them in. And so, I mean, I, just, I enjoy it. I said this yesterday. I enjoy the collective experience of watching, you know, games with people and all. I will say there are there are things that divide Packers fans when I'm in the bars. Sometimes some people are fans of Ted Thompson. Some people aren't. Some people are fans of Mike McCarthy. Some aren't. Some are going, why don't you run the ball more? Why don't you pass the ball more? How, how can this guy be that open? Okay, so I understand there are things that people debate. There is, at least in my opinion, one thing. When it comes to viewing Packer games that pretty much unites everybody, and that is when the games are on Fox and they are being covered by Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. And just let me say this. Look, I I understand not everybody can grow a beard. Not everybody can. The beard that Joe Buck is sporting is just, I mean, it's like, come on, pal. I mean, why bother with that? But anyhow, whenever Joe Buck and Troy Aikman are on, and unfortunately, sometimes with syncing issues or things, by syncing the, like, for example, the radio broadcast up to the, the TV broadcast, it, it's very, very difficult because if you really want to listen to the Packers, you, you want to be hearing Wayne and Larry. But whenever it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, there's almost like this collective groan that is out there. So there is a Packers fan who finally said, enough is enough. And he has started a petition on change.org to essentially have Joe Buck and Troy Aikman taken off the Packers broadcast. Now, so far, only 4,000 people have signed it, but now the word is starting to, to get out that, you know, people are saying enough is enough. Now, look, I, I understand that, you know, Fox is not going to pull, it's probably not going to pull its number one announcing team. But I will say this. If you want to look for coverage, and especially when they are playing the Cowboys, you know, Troy Aikman, big Cowboy quarterback, I think the coverage, in my opinion, is probably going to be unsufferable. And one of the things that I intend to do when I get a break during the show, I don't know that, I, I don't know that I've ever done this before, I'm going to be signing that petition on change.org. Let's open up the phone lines. Big thing number three, move afoot to try to encourage Fox to pull Aikman and Joe Buck from covering the Packers games. For those of you who have watched them before, 
Is it fair to criticize them? Do you think that they are anti-Packer? I know Joe Buck just rolls his eyes and says, I don't know where this is coming from. Do you think they are anti-Packer? Are Packers fans overreacting to this? Or do we have a point? 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line. The petition on change.org essentially says this is a petition to get Joe Buck and Troy Aikman Banned from announcing, commentating on the Green Bay Packers. On behalf of the Green Bay Packers fans across the world, we would like action taken to prohibit them from giving their constant negative input about our team. We are sick of the biased announcing always coming from them. Do they have a point? 414-799-1620. We discuss it in two minutes. It's big thing number three, the petition to try to get Fox to pull Aikman and Buck from Packers broadcasts. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. We're in the middle of three big things. Our top story, our number three story, there is a petition being started by a Packers fan to call on Fox to bounce Joe Buck and Troy Aikman from Packers coverage. Now, I have no delusions that they're going to actually do that, but I will tell you, I'm signing that petition because their coverage has been frustrating to me for years. Donna in Siren. Donna, you're on 620 WTMJ. Donna. Yes. Hi, Donna. Donna, you are the first caller I've had in all these years from Siren. That's in the extreme northwest part of the state, right? It is. Still Packer fans, even if it's cold. Uh, (laughs) I got it. Okay. You're going to be signing a petition like this, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman? Do they have, are they biased? (laughs) Absolutely. I tried to do it yesterday and I got locked out somehow. (laughs) There was a glitch, so I'm going back today to sign it. It was up on Facebook is where I saw it. And this has been a problem for years. And um, Pack, I've been a Packer fan for a lot of years as a woman watching football and cannot stand those announcers. I always mute the TV and turn on the radio in order to watch that game. Well, that, that and it's, it's just, uh, thanks for, it's going to get even more insufferable because my experience has been Troy Aikman, when he covers the Cowboys, and he was the Cowboys quarterback forever, when he covers the Cowboys, you want to talk about fawning, fawning, fawning coverage, you know, get ready for that. Sean in Manitowoc. Sean, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Jeff. Hey, I actually posted something on Facebook during the game that said, does anybody else want to, I said, punch Troy Aikman (laughs) in the face? I didn't say face, but whatever. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's totally biased. I hate it. it, it but, it, and, you know, it really sucks, though, is you can't turn on TMJ. And someone told me to pause your DVR for two seconds to get that delay out. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and I, 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 I don't want to go down this route because, thanks for calling, because I, I quickly get beyond my depth. But all the, like, the direct TV feed has a different delay than the Time Warner feed does. And if you're watching it in HD versus watching it in regular, there's all these different things. And I, at one point in time, I knew what we synced our radio broadcast up to, but I, I'm not positive. But but that's that's kind of part of the problem is depending on what the feed is, if it's not synced in, you know, you, you bring on Wayne and Larry, but you're still – Either the call is a couple seconds early or a couple seconds late or whatever, and it gets a little bit distracting. But, yeah, I mean, that's clearly the way to watch the various games. But, yeah, I mean, I will tell you, like I said, whenever I'm in one of these bars and you see they're doing the pregame setup and it's Joe Buck and it's Troy Aikman, there is this collective thing of, oh, my God, these guys again? Jeff in South Milwaukee. Jeff, good morning. You're on 620 WTMJ. Hi. Hi, Uh, Jeff. You know, I was just – 
I, I didn't even know they had that website going. <laughs> I I sit through all these games that they announced against the Packers, and it's just I I can't believe I was, you know, I was just this this past this past game. Here the Packers are losing six to nothing. It's not even halftime. Like they're totally dominating us. That's all we got to do is score a touchdown, and we got the lead back. Like how are they dominating us? You know, because uh, Rodgers has one bad quarter. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> you make it so obvious. Yeah, it's, well, it, it, it is, and it's just, it's constant. I mean, thanks for coming. Now, look, I understand. I understand that they, they probably, all the fans tend to think that they're, they're kind of like that. I will just say consistently, my experience has been, and I admit I'm looking at this through the prism of being a Packers fan, my experience has been, they, they've been pretty much insufferable. Uh, Dan writes, I just went to the change.org petition and burst out laughing. On the petition, they have a picture of the broadcasting booth with the faces of Beavis and Butthead superimposed over Buck and Aikman. I also turned those bozos down and listened to Wayne and Larry, which is actually, I mean, again, that's the that is that's the way to do it if you're a Packers fan as long as you can figure out you know what the delay is um 4147991628787161620 let's talk to uh let's see Dennis in West Dallas Dennis you're on 620 WTMJ good morning hey good morning it's a great topic you know and, and the roots for Troy Aikman's Packers hatred go back to when he was in UCLA saying, uh, as the Packers looked likely to draft him, that he would never play in Green Bay. Yeah. So, you know, the animosity is there, and the inane commentary, and they're so often off point. Both of them get carried away, so I'm all for it. I signed that petition <laughs> yesterday. In, in a minute, yeah, you're right, because Troy Aikman, drafted in 1999 by the Cowboys, he was the number one pick, and the number, 1989, and the Cowboys pick, was, and the, then the Packers, I think, picked second, and they picked Tony Mandrich, which turned out to be you know, oh, the, the, hu- yeah, the, the, the huge bust that it was. But still, yeah, Aikman, you're right, Aikman, at UCLA, he he made it very clear he did not want to come to Green Bay. He considered it to be a backwater, and he's probably it doesn't sound like he's changed that much over twenty five years. Oh, I'm glad you remember it. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, thanks. Well, and and I guess I will tell you, I, I think it is going to be in. If you think it's insufferable now, it's probably going to be really insufferable now. Again, I understand Fox isn't going to do anything about it, but I did think it was interesting that. At least one Packers fan has taken the initiative to do something that I'm willing to bet hundreds, probably thousands of us have been thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, let's let's get these guys off off the air. Not going to happen, but um, not going to happen. But at least we can express our opinion. So you go to change.org or up on Facebook. If you Google this, you will be able to find it. You will be able to have an opportunity to sign it. But the reality is once the pregame coverage starts, they're going to go to the booth in Dallas and there will be Joe Buck and there will be Troy Aikman and they will be calling the game. But again, if you can figure out the delay or a little bit of a delay doesn't bother you, turn them down, turn up Wayne and Larry. That's the way to watch the game. Big thing number two coming up in two minutes, 851. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. It's 853. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. The pack might be in Dallas for the divisional round of the playoffs, but that doesn't mean your kitchen can't smell like Lambeau Field with WTMJ's Run the Table Tailgate. Be listening all week for your chance to win free food at your Packers tailgate so you can run the table at your party on us. We will be awarding... Uh, We're going to have one winner during my show today and every day this week. And then one of the winners, one lucky listener, 
will get their food delivered by our very own Gene Miller before the game. Listen all week for your chance to win. It's WTMJ's Run the Tailgate, Run the Table Tailgate, courtesy of Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market and Catering and sponsored by Transitions. Just getting swamped with emails on the Joe Buck thing. Um, now, of course, there's always some there's always some naysayers. Larry, who just obviously does not get what it's like to be a Packers fan, don't whine. It's just a game. It's not life and death. Okay, hey, Larry, we're talking about the Packers here. I mean, I, I understand it's just a game. I mean, in general, it's just a game, but it is the Packers. David writes, hey, Jeff, I was at the game on Sunday. Even the fans in the stands couldn't stand Joe and Troy. I was sitting below the announcer's booth, and the fans were constantly yelling at the two of them. Someone even as far as to create signs and to <laughs> then face the booth. Uh Yes, 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 yes. Now, let's see. Uh, Sicily says, um, if you listen to the fans in other markets, they have the same complaint. I think the issue is simply that Buck and Aikman just aren't very good. Well, I don't know. I would imagine the fans in Dallas probably love them a lot. And I think it is, um, I think it's going to be really sugar-coated down there. Look, I understand they're not going to take them off, but it is kind of fun. Sign the petition if you think of it. Big thing number two. Um, the cabinet hearings start this week. Matter of fact, they've just started. Uh, one of the more controversial nominations from Donald Trump is uh, att- for Attorney General, uh, U.S. Senator Jeff Sessions. Um, I actually, I met Sessions in another life. Jeff Sessions, was, he, he comes from a very prominent political family in, in Alabama. And he was, in the early 1980s, under President Reagan, he was the U.S. attorney down in Alabama. He was nominated for a federal judgeship, and he got borked before borking was even a term. Back in 86, he was nominated for the federal bench, and the the Democrats ended up shooting him down by alleging, oh, he's unfit for this or unfit for that, and he's a racist and all those type of things. The same tactics that they used to defeat Jeff Sessions, they then carried over when they tried and successfully defeated Robert Bork when he was nominated for the United States Supreme Court position. So Jeff Sessions was Borked before there was a a Robert Bork. And and now you're going to see some of the same things that are going on. Again, these allegations, well, this guy has been a racist. And, you know, look at some of the cases he prosecuted back in the 1980s. Now, this is not going to go anywhere. Because actually, Jeff Sessions is pretty well respected in the U.S. Senate. He's been there for a while. He's been there for decades. The headline is that one of the other senators, Cory Booker, is going to be testifying against him. But here's the way that you have to look at these cabinet picks, and they are different than judicial appointments. I firmly believe, and I've said this when Bill Clinton became president, I've said this when um, Barack Obama became president, I think elections matter, and I think a president— has should have the right to surround himself with the people he chooses to, to do so. So, I mean, I think the president should get wide, wide latitude in deciding, you know, who are going to occupy these particular positions. Now, what's going to happen is you're going to see this whole bread and circuses type of thing going on. You're going to have the Democrats in the minority in the U.S. Senate who are going to be trying to do everything they can to muddy the waters on these cabinet picks. They're not going to be able to succeed because you can't filibuster cabinet picks. Ultimately, it's an up or down vote. Republicans can 
control the U.S. Senate. They've got 52 votes, and you're going to have Vice President Mike Pence, who would break any ties. So there's going to be enough votes to get these cabinet members confirmed. They will be confirmed. These arguments that you're hearing in the mainstream media about, oh, the, the vetting process is being rushed, that this is not happening any faster than the Barack Obama appointments happened. Again, this is just an effort to kind of throw some mud and to try to – I don't know, get the Trump administration off to a slower start than it otherwise deserves. So the cabinet picks come out today. Here's the thing to remember as these hearings are going on. This is, at the end of the day, sound and fury signifying nothing. I believe all the cabinet picks will be confirmed. And in my opinion, even though I wouldn't have necessarily chosen everybody had I been president, elections matter, and all the cabinet picks, I, I think, deserve to be confirmed. Now, a tougher question, having said that, is this announcement that the son-in-law, is going, uh, Jared Kushner, is going to also be an advisor to the president and actually is going to have a, a title. That's, to me, a much more difficult question because there is a law that pretty clearly says, and it was passed after Bobby Kennedy was the attorney general, that says that, you know, public officials can't appoint their relatives to, you know, serve in these government roles. And it doesn't really seem to make any difference whether or not they're paid or not. President Trump takes the position that it doesn't matter because these rules don't apply to the president. I don't know that I agree with that. But the other reality is this has been going on for a long time. Michelle Obama had her roles. Hillary Clinton ran Hillary Care um, as the first lady. So for anybody who has reservations about Jared Kushner, this is not the first time that it has happened. I personally just wonder how it fits in under the law, but I, I don't think ultimately they're going to stop that either. All right, coming up in just a couple minutes, big story number one. Stick around. It's 859, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Good morning, Wisconsin. Welcome back to the show. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Okay, I admit I am fascinated by this. We started off the show talking about this petition up on change.org. Get Troy Aikman and Joe Buck banned from announcing Green Bay Packers games. All right, I, during Jane's News, I, I clicked on the petition, and you can watch people sign it. In just the last eight minutes, I've watched the number of signatures increase by like 150. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's and it you know it's it's now at um, 66,355. You know, people. It's more and more. now. I look. I realize it's not going to necessarily happen, but it's just one of the ways that Packers fans have of, of venting. And if you want, like I say, the easiest way if you want to find this and sign it, just. Um, it's a change.org, but if you just Google, you know, Joe Buck banned Packers games, you'll get it, and you'll be able to sign it. So right now, 6,000, it's, it's just like I say, in the last few minutes, I've just watched a hundred and some odd people sign up on this. As more and more people are just expressing their opinions. I, the, the best way I can describe it is when I'm in a bar or something watching a Packers game and the two of them come on, it's like if you're a fan of movies, there's a scene in the movie Animal House where early on they show some of the potential recruits and they put their pictures up there and everybody goes, ah, and starts throwing things at the at the screen. That's that's the reaction that I see when I am in public places and they see Troy Aikman and Joe Buck on. But uh, change.org, just kind of fun to watch the numbers increase. Okay, big story number one, and Jane was just alluding to this. Um, it, it's it's kind of a personal story that's big for a lot of people around here. Um, my dear friend John Milan um, announcing that he is going to be retiring. John has been just an absolute fixture. Um, he joined WTMJ in 1994. He's been forecasting weather in this market since 1980. So here's a guy who's, you know, been in a, in a business 
that is incredibly fickle. I mean, here's a guy who has been, you know, in this market for, you know, 30 five plus years, he's going to be retiring on, on March 1st. And again, I, you know, whenever somebody says that they're retiring or doing something, there's always people going, what's going on? Well, I mean, you heard John talk about it. He's like, well, got a Medicare card in my pocket and my kids live in North Carolina and my wife is traveling down to see them. And I, you know, sometimes that, that, that's it. People say, oh, is this going on? No, I mean, it, it's just that you reach a point in time in your life where you decide to, you know, do, do other things because, if if I have learned nothing in the last two years, it's that life is short, and you might as well, you know, do the stuff that you enjoy, and that you know, one door opens and another door closes. So John John Milan is retiring; he will be missed. I got a chance to. Now, obviously, we work in the same building. I got a chance to know John relatively well during that that six and a half year period where I was doing daily TV and I'd, I'd be over there, and sometimes you know he'd be filling in and stuff. And I consider John to be a friend, and we we share. We share a particular vice because um, he enjoys watching horse racing and I enjoy watching horse racing. And we have sat down on multiple occasions and we have uh, uh, discussed our picks for the Kentucky. Matter of fact, a few years ago, um, George Millay, and who also enjoys horse racing, and jo- George is actually a he, he's he rides horses as well and things, you know. So. Uh, but he also enjoys betting on them. So George and John and I, I think we did this on um, my, my website. You know, we all made our Kentucky Derby picks and things like that. So that was sort of fun. But I, I've always considered John to be a friend. On top of that, putting that aside, I, I've always felt that John was just an absolutely outstanding an outstanding broadcaster. I, I've really respected the job he has done. Weather coverage, and this leads me to what I want to discuss with you in this this segment. So the the big story is, of course, after all these years, you know, John Milan, you know, re- retiring, and um, you want to talk about somebody who's had just a, a tremendous career and deserves all the praise that I'm sure he's going to get over the course of the next two months leading up to um, his last day on the air, which is going to be March first. But but it is there is something that that always generates extremely strong opinions. And that is weather coverage in general. There are some people who like sports and don't care about anything else. There are some people who like politics. Oh, I just I, I want to listen to po- people talk about politics all day, and that that's all they care about. Um, but then there's other people who say, oh, it's, it's, we you know we, we've had enough of this. One of the things that everybody cares about, or almost everybody, is weather because it's one of these things that affects us. All. No, I mean, we all have to, if there's a big storm coming that might be, you know, knocking out power or causing floods or whatever, we all care about it because it affects us all. If there's a huge snowstorm that's going to be coming that we're going to have to be shoveling out, we all care about that. If it's going to be 100 degrees outside and humid, we all care about it. Weather is one of these shared experiences that affects everybody. And that's why you have local radio stations, local TV stations, national TV stations that put so much emphasis on weather. Because like I say, you know, there's some people who are news junkies and don't care about anything else and don't care about sports. There's some people who love the entertainment features, don't care about the news. Everybody cares about weather. And everybody has an opinion on weather. And I wanted to take one segment in, in honor of my friend John Milan's retirement, and like I said, I, I think John did it. I, he's one of the guys that I really trusted. I, I think, I think he's a great weather forecaster. 
I do not want to be specific as far as, you know, particular forecasters or particular stations, whatever. But I do want to have a general conversation about weather coverage. I want to open up the phone lines. Our numbers are 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line. What do you like? What don't you like about the way weather is covered? Not at WTMJ or WISN or whatever, but just in general or on the Today Show or whatever, just in general, as a consumer, are there things you really like? Are there things that just drive you absolutely nuts? 414-799-1620, That's the Acunet Mortgage toll-free talk line. Your chance to vent it comes up in two and a half minutes. If you're on the line, please hold on or applaud. 916, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. It's 918, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. We've had a lot of good a lot of good forecasters, weather forecasters over the years. I mean, I remember you know, Bill Carlson when he used to be on TMJ. Of course, Paul Joseph, my dear friend Jim Ott, now state representative. Uh, Bart Adrian, Channel 6, formerly of Channel 6. I run into Bart every once in a while. Really nice guy. John Milan announcing he's going to retire on March 1st. I thought we'd use this as an opportunity to let you comment on, on weather coverage, local, national, what you like, what you don't like. I don't want to get into personalities, but just in general, because weather is one of those things that, especially when there are weather issues, I tell you, everybody turns on the radio, everybody turns on the television, because weather is something that affects us all. 414-799-1620. Let's start with Noah in West Bend. Noah, you're first. Good morning. Hey, Jeff. Love the show. I want to say I love John Milan. I'm sad to see him go. Um, But anyway, uh, I recently saw a a film on the math that goes into predicting weather. Right. Um, And having been a cynic and a critic of most weather forecasters, uh, (laughs) I will say... It, it literally is the most mathematically complex and impossible thing to figure out there is. Right, um, especially and, if and you live in a place like this. As I mean, look, San Diego, right. San Diego, it's going to be 75 and sunny, you know, 320 days out of 365. Well, you know, I mean, yeah, right. that, that but, is but the not trend, here. and that's what we see. But realistically, even in San Diego, the amount of factors that go into the weather there, it, it could just one day switch. I mean, it, it's really... Right. It's the most random thing in the world. And so I, I feel like after seeing that, I, I got to give them some slack. And uh, oh, yeah. I say, you know, if they're right more often than they're wrong, even by a little, that's pretty darn good. No, so, th- you know, thanks. For, uh, I mean, every once in a while I have a chance. I'll go out and I'll, I'll, I'll go in and I'll, I'll hang out in, in the, the weather center over in today's TMJ4. And, you, you know, you're, you're talking about all sorts of advanced stuff. And you're right. I mean, the days of... The, the days of if you go back long enough, if you if you've lived here forever, you will remember that they used to have, you know, the, the weather forecasters were not meteorologists; they were personalities. Um, and and now, you know, pretty much you you got to be a meteorologist, and that's again, you're right, exactly, Noah. The science is is amazing. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty eight hundred eight seven seven one six twenty. Let's talk to uh, Jeff in Wauwatosa. Jeff, good morning. You're on six twenty WTMJ. Hey, Jeff, I think they should stay on those five, six, or seven-day planners that they have at the end of weather forecast longer. Mm-hmm. But I do like how you can go on the Internet and find those right away. And right. I noticed that Team J is very, is very good for that. So you, like, you would like to have more opportunity to see. See, I'm, I'm sort of like you because I'm always kind of like looking ahead. All right, I, I know it's going to be crummy today or tomorrow. Is there hope you know, coming down the line? So you, you look at the extended forecast, too, and you'd like to see that longer. 
Oh, yeah, because I'm planning to drive to Appleton this weekend, but right. that might stop if I uh, see this going to be uh, problematic roads. Right. Yeah, no, thank, I mean, I, I agree. I, I sort of um, – and that's what I do now on the Internet as well because I, I – and again, the problem is with ex- – my understanding is with extended forecasts, the farther out you get, of course, the less reliable they become because things can change. You know, you've got some weather system that's off the, off the Pacific Ocean – and it takes a turn of 50 miles going through Colorado or whatever, and it can impact our weather quite a bit. But, you know, I, I look at those extended forecasts a, as well. Uh, let's talk to Tim in Sockville. Tim, you're on 620 WTMJ. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, what I can't stand is, I mean, living in this part of the country, you already know that you're going to be in for a doozy of a forecast. But the real kick in the teeth is when they stretch it out for 10 or 15 minutes and hit you with all these different technical terms and explanations that you really can't understand and you don't have time for. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, just What you want to say is, hey, it's going to snow like heck, so, you know, batten down the hatches or something like that, huh? Exactly. I mean, it's almost like playing a, a wheel of misfortune. They're going to just throw a dart somewhere, and half the time they're going to miss it anyway. So. Well, I, I, think, I mean, I will say, and this is, this is a general comment, and it is not directed at anybody in particular. One of the things that I occasionally get frustrated with is there are some forecasters, and, and I'm speaking generally, who always take the worst-case scenario. If, if the forecast is one to three inches of snow, it's always it's going to be three inches. It, it's always kind of that worst-case scenario. Um, and I think that there's a couple reasons for that. Sometimes it's, well, you know, if we can really get people's attention by giving the worst-case scenario, maybe they'll listen longer. Maybe they won't cut out. They'll, they'll stick around to have the forecast. And, and, and that works for a while until you become the boy or girl or whatever who, who cried wolf a lot. Um, I, I actually – but at the same time, I think there's a lot of forecasters who really do play it straight. One of my beefs is – there's some that kind of over-dramatize things, and I, I think that hurts overall credibility. But the truth is, especially around here, it, it is, t- <laughs> again, a few miles one way or the other of a storm system, and it can make a big difference. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Toll-Free Talk Line. Let's talk to um, Rose in Oak Creek. Rose, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Uh, good morning, John. We love you dearly. I, I always watch Tom Skilling, and he did an excellent job, and you're the closest thing to him, and and the the greatest. I always search you out and watch for you. One thing I was hoping uh, you might uh, take to some of the time is the allergy information, allergy count for people with uh, mold allergies or pollen, mold, grass, you know that stuff. Uh, well, John, does, I mean, John Milan does an absolutely tremendous job. I agree with that. Um, yeah, the, the allergy counts. I my very my very best friend has has fights issues with allergies all the time, and he's always mindful of the mold counts and things like that. All right, somebody can take a note there. 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. Giving you an opportunity, an announcement of John Milan departing, uh, retiring effective March 1st, uh, to kind of vent on, on weather coverage in in general. Let's talk to David in Wauwatosa. David, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Hey, listen, for years, something that's always been in a bother to me is that every weather forecaster normally stands when they're doing in front of the blue or the green screen. Right. They always stand where the temperatures are instead of standing by the lake. Okay. I mean, get out of the way and just show us the temperatures. And right. Right. Nobody I, cares about the, the right. lake. I mean, it's winter time. Nobody's out there boating. They right. don't have their sailboats out, but right. yet they stand in front of right. all don't, the temperatures. Don't block it. You know, it, I will tell you this, David. I, I watch... 
I watch that the guys and gals do that every once in a while, and it is it is this sort of amazing thing because you're right. There's a when you see the the different graphics that they have up there, they're standing in front of this green screen and they're looking in this monitor, so they're looking at themselves backwards, sort of moving, <laughs> you know, moving all these things. It's I'm sure it's something you learn how to do, but it's something that definitely takes a lot of practice. Thanks. All right, David says, get out of the way of the temperature thing. Let's talk to. Uh, let's see, we've got. Ray on the in Oak Creek. Ray, you're on 620 WTMJ. Morning. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, Ray. Uh, one of the things that bothers my wife and I a lot is the fact that uh, when they come back for those little three-second or so uh, cut-ins to go and just give you a, here's what you're going to see today. Right. And when they do this, the little graphic they put up and back, they flash it at you. Okay. You're interested in all the information, but they flash it at you. And so, so you can't more see time. It, so. More Spend more time. Leave it up there a little bit longer so people can process it. Right. And one of the other things, too, is sometimes if they have school closing across the bottom of the screen, and they'll have that, and they'll have something in the weather here again, like the guy just said, to where the stuff on the bottom of the screen is covering the information they're showing us, too. <laughs> yeah. That's, right. that, that, that's always, that, that is always kind of like one of the battles that you end up fighting. No question about it. Jeff in, well, in the West Side. Jeff, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I wish I could be as accurate as they are and still keep my job. Because <laughs> it, it just, and like the other caller was talking about, you know, those extended forecasts. Yeah. Those, I, I mean, I don't trust anything that's more than a day or two out because yeah. it always changes so much because yeah. I, I look at it so often and realize it's nothing like what they said it's going to be well right and um, I guess at the same time i mean think i mean i i've always believed that there i mean there there's a science to it but at the same time again stuff changes if, if you if you're in palm springs or you're in san diego or whatever you know that it's going to be pretty much the same day in day out i mean around here it is a very variable thing and while i understand exactly what you're you're saying and i'm I'm guilty when there's some of these weather forecasts that are the term of art is busts, that they just completely get it wrong. I have been known over the years, I acknowledge, to make fun of some of those those bust forecasts, especially when it's apparent that it's a bust forecast and some of the people who are making the forecast don't move away from them when it's apparent that you know this is not what they predicted happening to happen is not happening. But as a general rule, I'm also going to give them credit because it's, it's hard to do that. And I think while we all say, oh, they, they missed this one, I think – the people that make these weather forecasts are right a lot more times than they are wrong. In any event, our dear friend John Milan announcing his retirement. That's big story number one. Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. So glad to have you with us. Numbers indicate more and more Americans are choosing to retire abroad. What are some of the biggest pitfalls of leaving the country permanently? permanently in retirement. Get the details on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. That's 351 today. All right. The change.org update. The petition that's out there to get Troy Aikman and Joe Buck banned from announcing Green Bay Packers games. Now 6,637 supporters. When we started talking about this about a half hour ago, I I think that's about four or 500 signatures since then. So 
Jane Matinair is shaking her head. Let's head over to the WTMJ 24-hour newsroom. Here is the aforementioned Jane Matinair. Thanks, Jeff. Governor Walker expected to focus his State of the State speech tonight on the effort to get every person possible into Wisconsin's workforce. The governor will deliver the speech this afternoon before a joint meeting of the State Assembly and Senate. Aurora Healthcare expanding its footprint south of Milwaukee. The network pursuing a $130 million project in the city of Kenosha. The Milwaukee Business Journal reports Aurora plans to buy the land soon. Construction starting Later this year, a completion date could be in 2018. The woman injured in a plane crash in Brookfield has been upgraded now to satisfactory condition. That plane crashed during takeoff last week at the Capitol Airport. Carmen Papenfuss critically hurt. Her husband was killed. Their six-month-old son was also injured. In a statement, Papenfuss thanks everyone for their thoughts and prayers. Time for the WTMJ Drake & Associates market update. At this hour, the Dow is down 10 at 19,877. The Nasdaq down 0.31 at 5,531, and the S&P down 0.5 at 2,268. The WTMJ Pella WI.com time saver traffic 94 inbound Highway 16 to the zoo 11 minutes the zoo to the Marquette 9 41 45 southbound from Highway Q to the zoo 12 43 inbound from Brown Deer Road to the Marquette that's much better now 13 minutes 94 inbound from Layton Avenue to the Marquette a seven minute trip traffic is sponsored by Import Minded Import Minded invites you to bring your vehicle in for a free winter checkup before the cold gets worse Import Minded 25 years of fixing and serving imports. South 27th Street. The WTMJ five-day forecast, a winter weather advisory until 10 a.m. for all of southeastern Wisconsin. And then a wind advisory kicks in 3 o'clock this afternoon until midnight for all, again, of southeast Wisconsin. That wintry mix hanging around for about the next half hour. Then cloudy, foggy, windy, mild rain showers coming in. High today, 45. Winds gusting up to 45 miles an hour. Cloudy and mild tonight, low down to 22. Tomorrow morning, wintry mix again. Then rain changing over to freezing rain. High tomorrow, 36. Thursday, freezing rain in the morning. Then cloudy, high 27. Partly cloudy, colder Friday, high only 18. Saturday, cloudy with some scattered light snow, high Saturday 28. In West Dallas, it's 35. In Sheboygan, 35. In Milwaukee, we're at 35 degrees. I'm Jane Matnair, News Radio 620, WTMJ. And I'm Jeff Wagner. Coming up next, what do you mean I'm getting a ticket? It's my own driveway. Stick around. It's 9.35, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. What are the keys for the pack to beat the Cowboys this weekend? The voice of the Packers, Wayne Larrabee, looks ahead to this weekend's playoff matchups when he joins Wisconsin's Afternoon News. That is 321 today. Be sure and tune in. All right, by popular demand, I will say over the course of the last week, the recurring question that I have received over and over again that I've been passing on to management is, are you going to be podcasting the show like Charlie Podcast is? And I've been saying the answer is is yes, and um, now it, it has happened. Now, at least for the time being, um, if you go to WTMJ.com, either on our main page or on the Jeff Wagner show page, um, you will be able to. We've got the podcast, the show. We've got last Friday's up. Tomorrow, or yesterday's will be up uh, very shortly. Um, you can also, and you can subscribe to them. So whenever new ones are posted, you will receive them. And a number of people appreciate that have been asking because I know we have lots of folks who, you know, like to listen live, but sometimes real life intervenes and you're not able to do it. So you like to go back and check it out later. Yes, um, the podcasts are now up. Um, 
And so for the foreseeable future, this is going to be how we're doing it. Actually, I hope I'm not telling tales out of school, but we've got this great podcast initiative I, I know that people are working on, and my show is going to be one of the centerpieces of that, and that's going to be rolled out at some point in time moving forward. But um, for right now, you can subscribe to the podcast where you can access them. Again, I have off of our main page, WTMJ at 620WTMJ.com, WTMJ.com, actually, or um, off of the Jeff Wagner Show page. So you can check that out as well and listen and hear all the stuff, anything that you might have missed. Again, I'm just, I continue to be fascinated by this change.org petition. Um, 6,700 people right now uh, get Troy Aikman and Joe Buck banned from announcing Green Bay Packers games. Um, every time I click on it, there's another 30 or 40 people who have signed this. Okay, this morning. I, I confess I, I did something that I, I, I did I did think twice about. I went out, started the car, warmed it up a little bit, and actually I my car sits out in, in my driveway. So I had the motor running, the car was warming up a little bit, getting some of the ice off the windshield and all, and it occurred to me I hadn't necessarily intended to do this, but I guess I was having a semi senior moment and I thought, gee, did I did I leave something on in the house? So I, before I pull out of the driveway, I decided I was going to, I just, otherwise I knew I'd shut this thing off, but I wanted to check because, you know, I just wanted to make sure. So I have to run back into the house to check this out. So I was sitting there thinking, do I, the car is in the driveway, the motor is running, do I shut the car off for this you know, 30 seconds to a minute in and out of the house or do I let it run? And I confess, I did, in fact, I left the car running. I, I did. I left the car running, garage doors up, ran inside the house and checked. And, yes, I did, in fact, turn off this thing, come back in. So it wasn't in the driveway running for more than, than a minute or so. But I do understand that there are areas around the city, for example, that you, you cannot do that. If you leave your car running unattended and unlocked, it will be gone. Because there are rove, this would be something, you know, Mayor Barrett's going to be sitting in for a little bit of time this afternoon on WTMJ today. Might be ask, willing to ask him about, you know, Mayor, what, what, what happens? I mean, what do you say about a city where you can't leave a car running for any particular length of time without it being stolen? But I digress. But anyway, I, I went in. And it was all fine. Car was still there at the, you know, at the driveway. And it was up by the garage. I have a relatively long driveway. So I, I really wasn't worried that it was going to be stolen. But I did, I did leave it running. Now, I was thinking about that because there's this story actually out of, out of Michigan where it's become – the story has ended up going viral because there, there's a guy who did exactly what I, I did. Nobody around – he left his car running in his driveway to warm up, and a police officer, apparently driving by, saw the car, saw it running, saw that it was unattended, and he ended up giving the guy a ticket for leaving the car running in his own driveway. Well, the man who got the ticket decided he was not going to suffer this quietly, and he ended up, like I say, posting the ticket uh, together with a bunch of unkind comments, you know, on, on his Facebook page. And now this is, again, getting thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of responses, people commenting on the things. And the guy was saying, look, I understand that this might have not been the smartest thing in the world, but, you know, really, 
you're now going to give me a ticket for doing this. Well, many communities, including, for example, the city of Milwaukee, do in fact have ordinances which will allow police officers to cite you for leaving your car unattended and running. I want to open up the phone lines, 414-799-1620, 800-877-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Toll-Free Talk Line. I honestly do not know if the community I live in has such an ordinance, but I know a lot of area communities do. You can argue that maybe it's not the smartest thing to leave a car unattended and, and running because, again, unfortunately, we live in a world where there's so many predators that are out there that they are looking for cars to steal. Just because it might not be the best idea, that doesn't necessarily mean that you should be receiving citations for doing it. So let's tee this up. One segment, 414-799-1620, That's the Acunet Mortgage Toll-Free Talk Line. For people who do this, leave the cars unattended and running for brief periods of time. All right, should they be receiving citations for this? Should we be ticketing people for this practice? 414-799-1620 is the number we discuss in two minutes. If you're on the line, please hold on. It's 942, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. Nine forty-five, Jeff Wagner, six twenty, WTMJ. What's the key to good sports bet between city leaders, and what ought we be asking for from the folks down in Dallas? Mayor Tom Barrett weighs in as he joins Eric Bilstadt to co-host WTMJ today, coming up at twelve o'clock this afternoon. So, my producer Hondo, who's back after feeling a little bit under the weather, you're essentially telling me that I need to get a new car because, as you were pointing out. You've got a remote starter. You so my producer has a remote starter in his car. I do not have one on my car. Four one four seven nine nine one six twenty. The story: guy in Michigan um, leaves his car idling in his driveway, and he gets a ticket for that. Now in Milwaukee, they have a similar ordinance. As a matter of fact, a lot of our communities have ordinances. The one in Milwaukee does not apply. I, my understanding is it doesn't apply to private driveways. It does apply to leaving your car idling on the street in front of your house, but not to your private driveway. But people would say it's the the justification for giving people tickets is they say that, well, this creates a theft opportunity. And if your car gets stolen, then, you know, we have to spend money investigating this. Well, I mean, I I actually have trouble with that rationale because then what what are we going to say next? That if you if you don't lock your back door, that you're going to get a ticket because you've created a theft opportunity. But I digress. 414-799-1620. Should you get a ticket for doing this? Let's talk to, uh, let's see, Roger in Lamira. Roger, you're on 620 WTMJ. Good morning. Hi, hi, Jeff. Hi, Roger. I was wondering whether the uh, ordinance would apply to those of us who have a remote start because my door is locked and my uh, security right. system goes on when I when I lock right. the car. Most of the ordinances the, you know, do not. around the car. Right. Yeah. Most of the ordinances do not because the thinking is that if you've got the remote starter, you still, you can't drive the, is it, am I right? You, you can't drive the car unless you put the key in? Right. You have to actually turn the key back on again. Right. Uh, otherwise, it, you, you can't do anything except open the door with the electric door opener. Yeah, that's, that, my understand, and again, ordinances vary from community to community, but my understanding is, as a general rule, and I know, for example, in Milwaukee, it doesn't apply to remote starts because, again, the justification is if you are you are at fault somehow for making it easier for your car to be stolen. So the whole idea is if you take that away, that, that justification goes. So if you've got a remote starter, you can warm it up without having problems is my understanding. Okay. 
Do you use that a lot? I was wondering. Do you use that a lot? Oh, yeah. I use it almost every day during the winter. Yeah. So... So just like my, it's very well worthwhile. Just just like my producer, you're telling me, you know, 2017 is calling. Get a car that has a remote starter in it, huh? Right. It was on the car when I bought it. I probably would not have ordered it with it, but since it was on there, I started using it, and I really like it. Yeah. No. They they, they should know it. It definitely. There's. I I, I will be. I I will definitely be in the market for replacing my 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 SUV, and um, I'm actually just waiting for another new model to come out because I'm I'm deciding between a couple different models. But there's there's no question about it. I I'm having I'm having gadget envy when it comes to certain things like like heated seats. I don't have heated seats, and I don't have the remote starter. And the SUV just because of the dynamics of the way my house is set up, it always sits outside. And I do think you know that would be kind of nice to be able to. Be able to turn on the car, not have to worry about it getting stolen. Not that I necessarily do in my neighborhood, but have the thing warmed up, and uh, that's there's an appeal. Um, let's talk to Bob in Menominee Falls. Bob, you're on six twenty WTMJ. Good morning. Morning, Jeff. How are you today? I'm, I'm well, thank you. Should people get ticketed for doing this? It might be a bad practice, but should it be illegal? Yeah, I think so. Uh, absent the remote start in the state of Florida, it's a, it's a state statute. Uh, to not leave your vehicle unattended and running. Right. Include, uh, and God, knows, God even, knows I know we're not in the state of Florida, but... Right. right. And, and even in people's driveways or just on the street? Yes, sir. Yeah, and the, my, my rationale, I can't speak for anyone else, is that if the thugs steal the car and the police uh, attempt to stop them, they're inevitably going to run and endanger the rest of the public. Yeah, that's... And, and see... Right, and also, and also, you have the cost of that. And that's the justification. It's yeah. like, all right, if your if your car is stolen, you know, we have to investigate um, to the extent that we end up doing that. It is, though, Bob, kind of a sad reflection that you can't leave your car running at the end of your driveway or in the street in front of your house for a couple minutes without there being a good likelihood that it's going to be stolen. <laughs> totally concur. Yeah, and I think that, and that is, and, and you know, it's interesting as I've watched how my opinions on stuff have evolved over the years. I, when I was doing the show 15 years ago, if you would have, I, I mean, I know, I kind of took this position. I thought, oh, it's absolutely ridiculous that, you know, we're going to be telling people that you can't leave your car unattended and running for a couple of minutes. But the truth is, I, I have changed. The truth is, crime has gotten so very out of control. And one of the things that really hit home to me is when you look at these stories when the weather is cold, I, I am convinced when it's cold and crummy, you just have, you know, roving bands of thugs and criminals who drive around, you know, looking for that person that's left their car unattended so they, they can steal it. And there's one story after another where the people say, hey, okay, I, I had, I just had to run into the house for a, a minute and I was only gone two or three minutes and the car was gone. Now, I guess on one hand, I find it just to be, almost unbelievable that that could in fact be the case but you hear the story so many times i mean i am convinced that not in all the communities in our listening area but in some of the communities that is just the reality that it, we are so crime plagued that you just have roving bands of people driving around looking for targets of opportunity to the point that if you try to do this for a couple minutes there is a chance that your car is in fact going to be gone so i admit i've changed my position on this entire thing over the years i think it's unfortunate but the reality is you, you if you do that you're just asking for trouble because we've got so so 
very much criminal activity that's out here. I do wonder where you draw the line, though. So if you decide that you're going to leave your back door open, for example, or you're not going to bolt your garage door, um, like a door into your garage or something, and somebody comes in and gets into your house, is that going to be the same thing now? Or you're partly responsible for that? You wonder how how far that extends. But bottom line is, uh, do as I say, not as I do. Probably not a good idea to do what I did this morning, even for a couple minutes. 952, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. It is 955, Jeff Wagner, 620 WTMJ. The pack might be in Dallas for the divisional round of the playoffs, but that doesn't mean your kitchen can't smell like Lambeau Field with WTMJ's Run the Table tailgate. Be listening all week for your chance at free food at your Packers tailgate so you can run the table at your party on us. One lucky listener will even get their food delivered by Gene Miller before the game. Listen all week for your chance to win. It's WTMJ's Run the Table tailgate, courtesy of Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market and Catering, and sponsored by Transitions. Well, listen all week for your chance to win. There's a story about that, that's out there, and I'd lump it into the category of, of no good deed goes unpunished with, with much fanfare Oh, about, let's see, it's about, I guess, a a week or so ago, uh, with much fanfare, the the city said, here's what we're going to do. We're trying to figure out a way to rehab some foreclosed houses that have fallen into disrepair and that the city has foreclosed on. And, you know, this is a huge problem in urban areas, and it's a huge problem in Milwaukee, where what you have is you have people who essentially abandon their houses. They don't pay their real estate taxes, so you've got these empty houses that are sitting around. They are deteriorating. They are are eyesores. And what the city needs to do is they want to figure out ways, okay, we we want people moving into these houses. So what they've done is they've started this program where they've identified about 100 homes that they will sell for a dollar. And the idea is what we want to do is we really want to encourage developers to come in. You know, we're essentially going to give them the houses, but we put all these requirements on, namely that you have, you know, X amount of time to uh, develop, to renovate these things. You know, we you've got to commit in order to get a rebate, you've got to commit to having this stuff done in 90 days. Um, there's a rule that, as general speaking, you have to buy, you have to get at least five houses because they want developers to come in and do this because they don't just want to, all right, you know, sell a house to somebody for a dollar who doesn't have the money or the wherewithal to do the work, and then they're going to be in the same situation three or six months down the line. So, I mean, it's a noble idea. Well, what happened yesterday is a lot of people show up to learn about this program, and individuals didn't know or at least a lot of people didn't realize that the fine print didn't realize that this was primarily a a deal for developers and for individuals who want to do it, you have to commit to living in the house for five years and all these rules. And some people were extremely upset about it. They're going, well, it's not fair. You know, you, you should let the little guy participate. Well, there will be programs. And I lump this, like I say, into the category of no good deed goes unpunished. There, there will be I think opportunities for, for quote unquote, the little guy. But the reality is, you know, buying a house, and these houses are, generally speaking, they're in bad shape. Buying a house for a a dollar might sound great, but if the idea is that it's got to be rehabbed and developed so it becomes livable, you know, you need people with business plans. You need people with some money. You need people with the ability to actually do that because you don't want to just let somebody buy the house and then sit on it for two or three years while it continues to deteriorate. So I, I think 
actually, this is a very, very good program. I understand that some people who thought, hey, I can get a house for a dollar, no strings attached, are disappointed. But if you're going to make something like this work, you, you have to at least at the start, you have to make sure that the people who are participating in the program have the ability to actually do what the city wants them to do, which is to develop the property. So um, I understand some people are unhappy, but this this is a program that has the potential, I think, to turn around a lot of these decrepit houses, and it's good and it's worth working for.